You're listening to the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast, a podcast to help you reactivate, grow, and trust your intuition so you can live a more empowered and connected life. Join me, Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, every Wednesday for inspired conversations, guidance, and practical tips on how you can work with your intuition in your everyday life. Because who doesn't want to trust their intuition more? Welcome back to So You Think You're Intuitive. I'm Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, taking you on this journey to reactivate and trust your intuition. It's Wednesday. It's another episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, listening. Thank you for all your reviewing and rating on iTunes. Yeah, I am so honored and privileged to share these episodes with you weekly and take you on this journey. And I am learning so much myself by recording these episodes every week. Trust me, like this has been the biggest upgrade, shift, stepping into my authenticity and my own gifts by sharing this podcast. So thank you for tuning in and being part of this community and for all your messages. It is a real honor and a privilege. I am recording this intro for this week's guest episode actually before I take a few days on the island with my mom. I am tuning in to this August upgrade energy of reflect, renew and recalibrate and bringing that into my life this month. If you haven't had a listen yet, go and listen to the August upgrade message. It's where I channel the energy theme for August, what we can expect, how we can navigate through the energy and yeah, things we might be experiencing. And yeah, the theme for this month is reflect, renew, recalibrate. We are being asked to yeah, really allow the healing that we have been experiencing the last couple of months into our bodies and to take that moment to yeah reflect and get clear on the visions and the values and that is why I'm taking some time out to rest and recharge and I mentioned this at the end of last week's episode but I'm taking two weeks off from the podcast at the end of August and we'll be back in September with the September upgrade message but there is one more episode before the break and it is a Q&A episode that's coming out next week for the last couple of months, I've been asking you to send in your questions, to send in your voice memos of questions that you have for me. Not personal questions, but questions on connecting to your intuition or working with spirit. So I want to answer those questions. So there's going to be a whole dedicated podcast episode to answer your Q&As. So if you've been listening over the last little while or you're new to the podcast and you have an intuitive spirit-based question, send me your Q&As before Tuesday 6th of August as that's when it is scheduled in my diary to record that podcast episode. So if you have a burning question, send me a voice memo, ideally with your name, where you live and a short question. And if you could keep it short and concise, that would be amazing too. Oh, and I should say that if you email them to podcast at natalie-miles.com, podcast at natalie-miles.com. 
really looking forward to having an episode dedicated to these Q&As because the ones that have been coming through are really amazing. So if you are sitting on a question that you would like to be answered, please submit it because if you're thinking it, someone else is too and they will benefit from you asking your question. Also, Wednesday, 21st of August, it is this month's online circle, which is a recalibrate your soul online circle. As it's been eclipse season and this time of deep healing, this month's circle is going to be dedicated to provide some healing to our souls so we can recalibrate and heal what we have been going through emotionally, physically, and spiritually over the last couple of months. So if you're looking for some additional support during this time of transformation and fitting with the August Upgrade Energy of Reflect, Renew, Recalibrate, join me for this online circle. It is going to be a really powerful, deep healing session. I'll put a link of how you can join in the show notes. There's a replay that goes out to everyone if you can't join live or you're on a different time zone and it's $25 to join. Okay, let's introduce this week's guest. This week on the show, we have Lindsay Mack of Wild Soul Tarot. We haven't had an episode on the podcast talking about tarot. And honestly, Lindsay is the perfect guest to have this conversation. I've been following her work since before I started doing this work full time. I love her monthly medicine. I share that in the episode with her that once I've recorded the monthly upgrade message for you guys, I wait patiently for when she releases her monthly medicine because yeah, sometimes it's really nice to receive messages and guidance from other people and I love what she shares. Lindsay is an intuitive tarot teacher, writer, and founder of Tarot for the Wild Soul. And in this episode, she shares her wisdom, thoughts, and personal journey on how you can connect and work with tarot in your everyday life. And I also love this conversation because it's like two intuitives just having a jam about what we're going through and what we've been experiencing, what we're questioning right now, um, some similar themes that have been coming up for both of us. And it was really lovely to connect with her and for actually for me to realize that I'm not alone in going through certain things right now. So yeah, we talk about what we're energetically experiencing and what our soul is asking us to question. And what I love about Lindsay is her work and how she talks about the tarot is so approachable and grounded and grounded in the present and she speaks to the professional tarot reader but she also speaks to the person who has never picked up a tarot deck, knows nothing about it and is looking to learn more about how you can work with the tarot and what it can bring you. Lindsay really shares her heart in this episode and I'm excited for you to listen to it. So here goes, enjoy listening to Lindsay Mack talking about Wild Soul Tarot. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to So You Think You're Intuitive. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Lovely to be here. Oh, I've been following your work for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of Tarot for the World Soul. And uh, once I've recorded my own upgrade messages um, for my podcast, I'm like, oh, great. Can't wait to listen to Lindsay's monthly <laughs> medicine. <laughs> thank you. I feel the exact same way about your work. But that's so funny. You know, I don't know that I've ever 
<laughs> like had that conversation with another intuitive that there's this like weird kind of gentle and polite like blindfold on sometimes with each other where I'm kind of like it feels like running out of the room when you're gonna surprise someone that's kind of like you don't engage and then you do your work and then you're like oh great and it's not because anything wrong with it it's just like I feel like we're all doing that to each other and it's right. funny you know <laughs> No, it is. And it's just sometimes when you've been channeling your own messages and you're, you're channeling for your community and you have what wants to be shared, it's sometimes really nice to put normal muggle hat on and just oh, be yeah. and just receive messages and guidance from someone else. And I'm always, you know, I listen to yours and I'm just like nodding and mm. like, oh, yeah. And that's an amazing crossover to what I shared. And oh, that's, I like that take on that. That's a really, that's a really, um, amazing part of that as an energy and a message and I love how you weave the tarot into it so yeah I always yeah. find great messages and guidance from it and it's become my thing of either straight up listening to it in the bath or um, I walk along the seawall in Vancouver by the ocean and just listen to it and it always gives Aww. me such clarity. Thank you that's so beautiful to to know and to picture thank you. Oh it's yeah thank you for sharing what you do so um for anyone that doesn't know who you are would you be able to just describe for you what does working with the tarot entail like we haven't had a guest on this podcast talking about tarot at all so mm -hmm. for you personally what's the mission why what was why were you called to work with the tarot so for people who don't know me, I'm an intuitive uh, tarot teacher. And I think that I was called to, well, let me back up. So to, <laughs> simply, to simply answer the question of, you know, kind of what do you do with the tarot? I started reading when I was about 12 and didn't really think much of that. I didn't plan on being a reader, that's never actually been a goal. I never ever in like my, like not even wildest imagination and the most mundane imagination never considered myself that I would do this professionally as a teacher. Um, it all unfolded. It really, it, that's the truth. It really did. It unfolded through a series of aligned moments and me saying yes and very hard work and me doing my own work, which led to one thing after another. Um, but kind of the more unique piece of my story and how I work with the tarot is that I am the creator of something that is called soul tarot, which um, is just kind of a title for something that is a concept of the tarot being medicine for everyday life. So the bulk of what has been written about tarot and um, explored with the tarot has been this very, very rich history in um, divinatory practices, in uh, Kabbalah, in like there's been so many takes on the tarot and the mysticism of the tarot. And that has, with great respect to my foremothers and forefathers of this work, not even for a second resonated with me, <laughs> even as a very young person. 
Um, I taught myself. I've never had a tarot teacher and um, was a voracious and still am a voracious reader of books. And when I was young, I used to think like, wow, this really has nothing to do with my life. And how interesting. There must be something I'm missing. And for a long time, I thought like, I must be missing it. It was like there was a membrane I couldn't quite break through. Even though I would read, I would sort of be like, Ugh. and um, I sort of discovered through my journey of healing uh, and processing my own journey with really complex PTSD, that if I was in a moment of stress, agitation, where I really didn't feel like I could see my way out of it, which sometimes happens to any of us, but especially happens to those of us who are walking this life with trauma. Um, I found that when I went to my deck and simply asked a question like, what can I come home to in this moment? Or what am I being invited to pay attention to? Or when I started to ask questions like, what is the feeling here? And what's the truth? I started to realize that that was the way that I read. I read for this moment to really unpack this moment to help us to come home to the present, to work with the internal systems that we have, brain chemistry, et cetera. That's really my, not only my specialty, but my passion. And um, that is how I read. That's kind of once I kind of started to do that for myself, the opportunity to like read very casually at a store back in 2014 in Brooklyn arose. I knew that it was the right thing to do. I said, yes. And it literally has just been an unfolding from that moment. People liked what I did. It was different. They wanted me to come back. Someone wanted me to teach them that style. I did. Then there were more students. And now it's become a very large school of thought, you know, that is really, um, even with people who are not my students and seeing their own version of this understanding, like there's really a, an evolution of tarot that's happening about kind of how you use it to work through what is rather than what will be. So I don't know necessarily why I was called to this path. I just was called really unexpectedly and answered, but that is just in a nutshell, a little bit about teeny bit about my journey and a little bit about uh, what I do with tarot. Wow, how amazing. And I love the fact that you share it's not about future, you know, oh, I'm here to tell your future. And that's been a real part of my practice and my sessions as well. And I feel you on that, that mm. this is work for healing to look at yeah. the now what are your blocks what's holding you back what can you look at from your past that can bring you back into this present moment and it is really rewriting that as a story and for people to realize that they are beautiful tools to heal that's yeah. beautiful yeah and with this do you find and do you think that because this is flowing through you that with what's happening in, you know, in the world around us with um, social injustice and climate change mm -hmm. and what's going on with the environment and politics, do you think that this has all been 
you know, divinely timed and brought together as well so that these tools that have been around for, you know, hundreds, thousands, you know, a really long hundreds of years can be used for the modern world, for, for now? I do believe that. I do. Because I'm sure you would, ag- well, I don't know if you'd agree, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the most powerful thing about everything that's happening right now with climate change, with the examples that we see of social justice, the, the racism, the oppression, the immense suffering from those who experience those oppressions every day, that has always been happening. Our generation is now being confronted with these realities that the generations before us were either privileged, sheltered from, didn't want to deal with it, didn't want to face it, bypassed it, or kind of knew and didn't have the luxury of knowing the way we do because we have social media. So there really is this profound moment happening where those of us who are helpers are really a choice about being like, well, we can, because that's, it's a funny thing using tarot to work for the moment because you like really have to know what's actually happening in the moment, you know, to really help people. And that doesn't mean we have to be like engaged in news every day, but I do believe that there is a very powerful intersection happening between this evolution, not just in tarot, but I really believe across the board with all intuitives, um, such immense invitations to upgrade the way that we serve and the kinds of invitations that folks are interested in. Like It's not an accident that all the books on tarot were written in a time when nobody was really talking about this. So they're all based in the future. Yeah. Everyone just wanted to like leapfrog right past this because it was a different time. Not making an excuse, but it's true. And so I, I so, I'm sure you can feel like very passionately agree that it is not an accident that like I was born in this time that Instagram and other platforms like exist and have really been a part of what has made the professional possibilities of this work a reality for those of us in a new way and being able to share these messages in a way when so many are suffering and lost and um and as you know not everyone is necessarily uh called to be an intuitive as a helping professional but everybody's intuitive so knowing that we have these um yeah, that was a long answer, but <laughs> it's a great yeah, answer. <laughs> yeah, like I do. Like I think seeing everything that we are seeing, it's so easy to assume that, like, oh my god, this is all so new. Everything's all fucked up. It's always been happening. Yeah. We just haven't been exposed. Some of us, you know, those of us, a lot of us with privilege, also have not been exposed. We came from families who weren't really exposed. You know, that's I think part of the great undoing that we're engaged with right now. So yeah, totally. Yeah, and no, I completely agree with you that it is suddenly this, you know, we, we're we also privileged to be able to look at it and the social media aspect is that we're seeing stories and connecting to people and communities that we wouldn't have been able to in the past. So we're really seeing 
all of the injustices and the oppression and it you know it makes it more real that this is happening versus people not hearing the you know on the ground you know root stories of what is actually happening yeah absolutely yeah and as much as yeah, the pressure of social media and instagram you know to fit with algorithms and all that bullshit we need to be able to find the beauty and uh, in the social media and the connection that it then does provide Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, the, yeah. the education that I have received from Instagram alone is energetically speaking, like it's priceless. You know, what, I, what I've learned from people who are willing to share people who, you know, it's been incredible. And often, as you say, like Instagram totally presents challenges for me as an intuitive person, as a sensitive person, as an energetically, electronically, very sensitive person. Um, it is hard for me to be on there. And I'm right now in some very deep, not deep, heavy, but just deep, like thoughtful questions about like, if I want to continue this for years to come, how must I engage, <laughs> you know, yeah. in order to do this in a way that is sustainable for me and still be available to learn because it is incredible space for that. Yeah, no, I completely feel you. It just feels like there's a there's a changing time of very much. Is it is this system sustainable? Like, is this where I want to be putting everything I share onto a platform that let's be fair that is owned by someone else that they could pull down at any time that isn't it's interesting how and I think a lot of people are experiencing this especially when Instagram Facebook have been going down a lot recently and people haven't been able to share it's suddenly this oh like what would be what would happen if this was taken away or we didn't have the freedom to be able to share and what is sustainable going forward where I want to be able to share and channel what spirit wants to share when it feels right for me to be able to share that versus like, oh gosh, well, I know I've got, you know, the pressure that people have of, oh, well, I've got to be posting, otherwise I'm not going to be, you know, it's not going to show up and all that crap that goes with it. Yeah, it really, it's, it's, the, all of those things and more totally what have been on my heart too. And I have no answer right now. You know, it's, it's just lots of questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. We were, you know, we were talking before we started recording about we're in a time and a space of not having answers. And that's the beauty of this. I've had a couple of messages from people on Instagram being like, I'm not getting answers and messages right now. Why can't I hear from my guides? Why am I not getting anything? And it's just like, just this is really important. Like we're going to have, you're going to have times where you will feel like you're in the void. And it just feels like we're in a time and space right now where, and I keep wanting to talk about portals and portals are everywhere. They just, I have so many messages and channeling around channels around portals, but we are really at a time where we're closing portals and reopening new ones right now. Definitely. Absolutely. And you know, the one thing again, have no concrete answers, but what I will say is that there has been something for me, something very interesting and 
it could be by the time this comes out, I'll feel so much more uh, extended with my thoughts around this. But I have been noticing since the beginning of this year, 2019, that something has been going on with Instagram. Like I was noticing people honestly feeling a little bit less able or less called to be on there with the frequency at which they were before. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm in a period right now where I'm just touched off of Instagram and it's not because I'm, uh, I'm just working. Like, honestly, I'm just creating a bunch of things right now, but I have been noticing since really giving myself that space among other things um, really recalibrating my relationship with email and my phone. I am more peaceful. And when I'm not more peaceful, it is very striking how often I use my phone to smooth that over. And without it being in my hand as much, I'm becoming more intimate with myself because I'm able to caretake me and honor those signals of discomfort, fear, like whatever comes up. I'm just feeling like this is not really like a, um, like a profound statement. In fact, it's pretty mundane that I just, I've been really wondering and puzzling and thinking about how collectively I feel like we're all getting the pull to become more quiet. Yeah. And some of us are really resisting that because we don't want to be forgotten and we don't want to be like it's uncomfortable like I don't think anyone really wants that we're used to the noise and the din and pushing and hustling and even if it means like posting when we don't want to whatever I'm sure some people have different experiences with this but just feel like there's a de- there's a real deepening happening of the quality of how we are showing up with ourselves and thereby changing the way we interact with other people and the way we associate with other systems in our lives. I don't know if that, again, this is, it's a newer puzzling, but I do think like it's just been so noisy for such a long time. You know what? People are so deeply craving quiet, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's like, We've been told and we've been programmed. This is what you should do. Yes, you know, so this we're is, breaking that. Yeah, and it's suddenly like, hang on a second, why are we doing this? Why are we feeding a system? <laughs> yes. Like, what? why are we, this is silly. And I know probably Uranus going into Taurus has something to do with this as well. Um, but, and, you know, breaking systems and breaking, you know, how things have been. But it is, it does really feel like, hang on a second, I'm, I've been told and programmed that, that yeah like I should be on here and I should be doing this and it's like oh no because when I don't I can actually create more space to mm-hmm. connect to myself to connect to my guys to connect to spirit my intuition yeah. and and channel new things and fill me up and top my well up and then when I feel cool to share then it will have an extra potency and energy about it because I've been able to channel it and sit with it and process it before it then gets shared out to everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You just really, I mean, you nailed all of that obviously, but like you just so nailed something for me. Like this is a time of deprogramming. 
It really is. Like, I think deeper maybe than anything else. Just really thinking, like, taking out every system and being like, why? What does this serve? Is this helping or hurting? Is it a little bit of both? Why? You know what I mean? Like, really asking those questions. It's wild. Yeah. It's a wild time to be alive. <laughs> it is, and being privileged to say why. Mm. And it was even a couple of weeks ago when... I shared, and in fact, I shared this to a couple of people and they kind of looked at me like I had 10 heads and they were a bit shocked where I said, I'm just questioning why I do this work right now. And they looked yeah. at me like, what are you, I think even someone said, what are you going to quit? Are you going to go and do something else? And I'm like, no, 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 this is the purpose. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm, I still can give myself the opportunity to question Absolutely. why do I channel? Why do I work with spirit? Why do I share what I share? What's the bigger, why am I being called to look at that right now and get clear? Because it just feels that we're being called to look at and ask the why, because there's some big stuff coming down and coming through where we're going to be, we're going to have to be really clear on the why. Mm, I mean, just that's a mic drop. <laughs> that's just <laughs> a microphone drop. Yes. Yes to everything you just shared. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been in some very similar spaces and they, it, at times it's felt really hard and painful and at other times it's felt like I know that there will be absolutely nothing else that I'd even want to do. So really just getting to recalibrate the why is a gift. Mm. You know, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I am briefly interrupting this episode to let you know about my new online workshop, Heal Your Ancestor Story. During my one-on-one -on -one client sessions, Channeling Spirit, it kept coming up that the patterns, themes and blocks they were experiencing were connected to their ancestors and their family. So I decided to share the tools and guidance shared by Spirit on how to begin to heal these stories in this Heal Your Ancestor Story online workshop. Our ancestor story are made up of the themes, blocks and patterns we carry from our ancestors. And they don't have to be from our ancestors hundreds of years ago, but our parents, grandparents and great-grandparents. When we identify our story and begin to heal it, we are not only healing ourselves, but the past generations and generations yet to come. During this workshop, I will guide you through a series of guided meditations and journaling where you will identify your ancestor story and begin the healing process. You can also do this if you don't know who your family are. There are payment plans available and between now and December 2019, there are pre-recorded support check-in calls to guide you through the process and the journey where you can submit your questions of anything that's coming up for you during this process. For more information, visit the show notes where there is a link on how you can find out more information and sign up to this Heal Your Ancestor Story online workshop. Thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. One bringing it back to tarot. They've just like, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm just tuning into my guides. And they there's um, a question that they want me to ask around. 
Um, how can we connect to our ancestors working with the tarot? Don't know if you've ever been asked that as a question before, but there's a how can we? Um, this is coming up because I've just released a how to heal your ancestor story and how it's important that we need to look at our ancestor stories, um, whether it's, you know, not just our ancestors from mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago, but our family ancestor stories. How how can people work with the tarot to, you know, to look at and heal those ancestor stories? Is that possible? I don't know that I have been asked this question. And I will do my best to answer um, because I think that this question is so important and I want to really honor the responsibility of the question, not with you, but with me as the answerer, because um, I'm somebody who's privileged enough to know my, some of my ancestry. And I think ancestry is an area that is so traumatic for people. It can feel traumatic for people who have been adopted and who don't aware from, from where they hail. It can feel immensely traumatic for people who have been enslaved, brought somewhere else, and have no connection to the line, may know a little bit, but are separated from that family connection. So it's an amazing question. It, I don't know that I am actually the best person to answer that question, but the only thing that came up that feels like it might be a nice thing to think about, I'm not sure if it's like the thing to do, but I feel like to find a deck that feels like it has something in it that you remember, Mm. not from a past life where you might have been maybe another person from another culture, but like the folks that you might, something that you may have connected with like 10 generations back in your, in your bloodline um, that might be animals. Like it literally might be like animals for someone. Representation in tarot is so important for some people. It is, crucially important to see folks who look like them, who might look like their grandmothers, their great aunties on a card. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have found for me, that's really important for me. Like not to say that I would only use a deck with white people on it, but I am white. And um, I've used many different decks with many different representations. I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong or bad with that at all. Not at all. But in context with the ancestry question, there is something in that key that can unlock a certain door that for some people, it does something for them. It does bring something up, back. It's a reclamation of some kind. It doesn't mean that it's the whole story. And it also doesn't mean that we can't have phenomenally powerful ancestor work with decks that don't have anyone on them that look like us. That's perfectly, perfectly expected, in fact. But I do think like, there's something in like a Clarissa Pinkola SCs, I always talks about it, like the sniffing out, there's something in like the deck we use that I think is important. And the deck we use, if we're wanting to be tarot readers, which 
guess what? If you want to be, you are. <laughs> um, it's a lifetime of learning. I'm still learning too. Um, the deck part is one that a lot of people want to kind of like get, like they want to like check it off the list very, very fast. It is the same as being in a marriage, in a relationship. It's a very important thing to have a deck that sings in your hand, much like wands in Harry Potter. There actually <laughs> is kind of like, you. there's no wrong deck for you, but certain decks will not, Resonate. you will not create the music together that you could with a deck that really sings in your hand. And I know for myself, I had a very, um, I had a couple of like weird relationships with decks when I was younger and then had a very powerful marriage with a deck in my um, 20s and 30s that ended. And then like I rebounded with a couple of decks and now I feel <laughs> like I'm in a very strong, probably long-term relationship with my current deck. And some people are polyamorous with their decks. So whatever, slightly getting off track, but <laughs> I, wanna, I, I, I slightly get off track because I know how sensitive people can be about this. And I really want to never ever um, imply that there's a wrong way of doing anything. So it, when it, people hear my story, I don't want them to think like, well, I have 80 million decks and I love them all. That's perfect. That's okay. Um, yeah, I feel like, that's my answer to that question is asking yourself, would it be powerful for me to see imagery that might feel like I was hanging out with my great, great, great aunties in a land that kind of feels like a dream time space for where I imagine myself coming from, you know, yeah. it doesn't need to be where we do, but. And some people do really strong ancestor work with tarot, but I, I have a lot of respect to the trauma around ancestry. So I am want to be careful with my words. Just yeah, no, it's a beautiful answer, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you for Thank you. sharing because I think, you know, having and choosing that deck is important and doing what feels right for you. Like, and I'm yeah. all about that, like listening, giving yourself the benefit of listening to your own intuition and when I'm sharing stuff on the podcast in my work I'm always like take what you want from it take what feels mm -hmm. good for you just because you know don't just take everything just because someone's saying that if it doesn't yeah. resonate with you don't do it you know if yeah. you have other beliefs and thoughts and um trust them yeah yeah thanks for asking that question I'm really grateful yeah. that you did it's important yeah, it's um, it's my ancestors are massively in my sphere right now. So um, mm. I'm all about yeah, talking and acknowledging and looking at this kind of ancestor work that just keeps keeps flowing through. And and during this time, it's something that I've been getting lots of um, messages and um, channeling around ancestors. Mm. So beautiful. So for people, um who how would you there's a question that wants to come through do you do you see yourself as a channeler who reads tarot and tarot is a tool or how do you distinguish that because 
it just feels like, you know, and I know that you can just be channeling and getting messages without the backup of the tarot and you could just give mm-hmm. the messages. How how has that relationship worked for you where you're just like, I'm a channel and I'm a vessel and I'm channeling what to come through me and, you know, is the tarot just the backup tool or does the tarot facilitate the channeling? Do you see what I'm trying to ask? I have, I, yes, first of all, I have always described myself as a channeler who reads tarot. Um, but it is much more for me than a backup tool. Um, even though that's a perfect, I I think for some people that's what it is. So it's a perfect way of describing that and um, inquiring about that. I don't know if I can explain it. It's really like a little song. It just comes together. I've tried, you know, I've done example readings for students before and they, after I do it, they're like, I'd never be able to replicate what you did. Like, what did you do? (laughs) You know, like (laughs) not because it's so spectacular, but because I am really, um, I have a very established, it's a very comfortable connection between somehow the music, the music of the cards, how they weave together and what my guides are saying to me, all, it's like a harmony and I'm kind of honoring each piece of the harmonic while I'm doing it. So um, there's no, I wouldn't say that there's like, a, you, you didn't use this word, but I there's a kind of a formula. Uh, it's a little different every time. Sometimes um, I sit with someone whose guides really don't have all that much to say. And so then I will kind of lean a lot more on the, what I'm seeing in front of me Sometimes I'll get a reading and I'll, um, a, a common thing that used to come up when I was reading, cause I'm, I don't read anymore, but a common thing that used to come up is people and God bless them. Cause some people just really need this or they feel like they need it. They would get a photo of their reading and they would be like, you like didn't talk about these. And I would say we did actually, and would refer them to when we spoke about the themes and they would be like, Oh, wow. Sometimes I just go through a reading and I don't even name the card I'm talking about because it's just what's coming up mm-hmm. is contained within what I'm saying. So, um, and sometimes like one card comes up and we spend 45 minutes. Spirit is just like lean in on this <laughs> card. The rest doesn't even matter. They really just need this one. Um, so it's very flexible. It's so nice. It's just like, yeah, it's like singing a song. That's like the best way I can say it. It's like a little choir comes together. It's different every time. What we sing is different every time. It's, uh, yeah, very hard to, I I think I'm explaining it fairly well, but a little hard to convey. (laughs) No, you really are. Cause I can, I'm just sat here like nodding cause it's the same yeah, when you're channeling it's and you're in your groove and you're just giving the messages, it is like a song and they might be different every time, but it's just um, once you find how spirit wants to work with you to share messages and you get in your groove or, you know, inverted commas formula, it's just like, oh, okay, and this is just what happens and this is how it flows and mm-hmm. it becomes 
you know, a way that you identify with that you've created that feels good for you in your body when you're sharing. And it's just that that's why it's really, you know, as a teacher, it when you're teaching people to connect to tarot or the intuition, it's kind of like you're guiding them for them to discover their own song. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yes. Mm, love yeah. it. Thanks for seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because that just feels like there's this big shift that's going down as well within the intuition community of, um, you know, you're not doing, as I lose my voice as I'm talking about this, talk Mm. about throat chakra, hang on a second, glass of water. Of course. As you're not doing one-on-one client sessions and I've stepped away from doing one-on-one client sessions too, it's about how can I share the same not the, how can I share the same information or what I'm channeling through in one-on-one sessions for bigger groups? Like how can, how yeah. can I impact that and how can I guide people to, you know, read their own tarot or connect to their own intuition? And it's interesting to see that as a shift within the intuitive community who are um, doing it full-time or not even full-time, but just doing it to, um, putting themselves out there there is a shift of that going on right now as a collective yes oh I so agree yes beautifully but it's been really interesting because I feel like because I've been doing full-time uh tarot work for now it'll be full-time um four years this August So I did about three and a half years solidly of readings full time. That's intense. It is impossible to do. I mean, I'm going to say it like it's impossible to do. It's impossible to keep up with. It's almost impossible not to. It was it was. And because I think that there was so much protection, so much of people going through their own thing that I think that it was also communicated to me by some other people who did this work, like, oh, I'm not tired. Like, what's wrong with you, basically, to be like, why are you tired? (laughs) It's like, I feel like there's a great reason why I'm tired. Like, you know, and Mm -hmm. a lot of the time I do get filled by my work, but it's still work, you know? Hanging out with kids and playing on a bouncy castle is still work. Like, (laughs) it is. So I feel like there's been such a relief for me. Because I I stopped giving readings in December of 20, uh, uh, just 2018, a few months ago. um, And have really seen, it's been very interesting, a lot of people following, not following me, but just a lot of people hearing the same call for themselves and which is beautiful a lot of people stepping up into that so I feel like it's really nice to see um that there are those of us who are getting to the point where it's like you're really being asked to help on a much bigger level that doesn't like destroy you that's my word um because it really felt like it was just too much for me but um that doesn't rob you of your essence your time in quite the same way and you still get to serve. And when you serve, you get to really empower people to understand that they're their own divine knower of information. You know? Yeah. 
So it's exciting. It is exciting and and daunting and scary at the same time as you change, you know, for any entrepreneur to suddenly be like, okay, the thing that, you know, is my main money income, I'm now going to turn it off and do something different. It was serious. Yeah. But it creates the space and I have noticed since I've stopped doing my one-on-one sessions a couple of months ago that it's just opening the space up and that energy is taken up in a new way and spirit providing new ways and it's just you trusting that and being like, oh, okay, this is just showing up in, you know, new and different ways. Yeah, that's beautifully put, Natalie. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, changing t- changing times. We are definitely in a time of yeah, resets, upgrades, mm-hmm. new stepping into new portals and new energies. It is a exciting definitely. time for individuals and the collective as a whole because it's, you know, it's not just us as individuals, it's how it impacts us as, you know, a community and a global community as well. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, it's really interesting. So if someone's listening to this, um, they've never picked up uh, a tarot deck before, um, obviously they should come and join your soul tarot school. Um, But what what advice would you give to someone who is like feeling the call to pick up um, a tarot deck and learn more? The advice that I would give is similar to what I gave before. I would say find a deck that speaks to you. That's, that's, that is my highest piece of advice mm-hmm. because if there, and by the way, you know, the Smith writer weight, it is really said that if you can understand and study, if you care to the theory of that, you will understand any deck, even if it doesn't match the Smith writer weight, you will know from where it came. So there's value to considering that or the Melanated Classic Tarot, um, which is uh, was created by two artists of color. And it's exactly the Smith Rider weight, but with people of color because representation matters. So depending Definitely. on what people want to work with. Um, but you can learn on the, on the rider and not work with the rider. I teach with the rider and now the Melanated Classic, and I do not use the writer in my readings. So I would say finding a deck that speaks to you by looking on Amazon, by looking on Instagram, by going to your local witchy store. Honestly, Barnes & Noble has tarot decks. So giving yourself the time to find a deck that just pings your pings you pings the heart pings the spine you maybe don't know why you just feel the call and then go about seeing what resources might feel good for you to learn it because it's just a slow unfolding of information so just find a deck that resonates that's really the beginning of the journey yeah oh I so resonate with that personally I hadn't I didn't have a tarot deck um I remember playing with one of my mum's tarot decks when I was younger but I never owned my own until straight up a couple of years ago and I saw um the star child tarot and I was like oh I really connect with this I'm gonna I'm I really I need this in my life and that was the first time that I'd ever connected with a tarot deck and it was by 
yeah resonating with a certain deck and feeling like oh I want to I want to work with that I want to see what comes through and yeah I love I love playing with it I love working with it and seeing Mm. the messages I love that you mentioned the star child because um something that I sometimes mention when I get asked questions like this and sometimes don't because again I just want to be so I feel like the process of like starting to learn tarot is kind of like your baby birding it and when I know as a teacher when I throw too much information especially at beginners um it's not that I don't trust those baby birds to be sturdy but I don't want anyone to feel like there's any right or wrong way to do anything but the star child is comes with a book a guidebook that is so so well written I mean it's truly a book you could learn tarot on And that is something that I usually recommend to people is find a deck with a really good guidebook because a lot of the guidebooks for tarot are garbage. That's just flat out. I don't feel shy about saying that at all. It's fact. Um, And it can really help if you've got your own intimate connection with a deck that also comes with a guidebook that really speaks to you. It's just a wonderful way. So I love that you engaged with that deck because uh, I don't know how you felt how you personally felt about the guidebook but I know as a teacher like it's got some really nice um written information that's condensed and how do you feel about the guidebook I love the guidebook I feel honestly it was the it was the uh it was the message of oh okay great um I want to know the what these cards mean but they it was done in a really nice way where I felt like I was getting information around what the card meant but that I could also come to my own conclusion of what the card meant for me which is really important so it was kind of guiding me to what the outline was but it was also part of that journey of me asking myself what does this card mean for me of what's going on in my life right now so yeah I found the guidebook really bang on I love that you felt that way too I I just think Danielle did such a great job she's just great yeah she's a great channel she's just again clear concise um Mm -hmm. informative and just has a real kind of inclusive energy about it totally yeah yeah amazing um can I share some messages with you of course (laughs) On the receiving end, instead of the giving. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, well, I shared this. We were having a chat before we hit record and I mm. joked around. Um, we were having a conversation and I joked that I'd written down three phrases on my book, four phrases on my book before I got on the call um, around messages for you. But I'm going to share them on the podcast. Um uh, that you're at a time of real crossroads, that crossroads and big decisions, um, doing what's not expected is really important. You've always been, it's interesting. It's like you're always a renegade. You're, a, uh, I want to use the word renegade. Like you'll go and do what you want, even though there's a part of you that feels like you should fit in and do what culture society says that you should do but there's a part of you that's kind of got your middle finger up at it and it's a bit like no I'm gonna go and do what I want (laughs) so there's this real kind of push-pull energy of 
Lindsay, between now and the end of October, really needs to listen to what her soul's craving and don't do what's expected. Does that make sense? Mm, very much so. Thank you for that yeah. affirmation. Yeah. And they're just saying, um, this is the reason why you're here. It's not to recreate the past. It's not to um, recreate what other people are doing. It's to set new pathways, new energy, and new ways of seeing and doing things, not just for the tarot, but in other ways of being within the spiritual community or being... Um, a leader in the spiritual community it's there's a new way of leading and they're just saying that you're slowly beginning to embrace that you are a leader and that your voice is being heard and people do want to hear what you're sharing like that's been something that you've really wrestled with around kind of wearing they're showing it to me as like wearing like a golden cloak <laughs> it's interesting like you've mm -hmm. struggled putting the coat on does that make sense yeah very much and they're just saying that the shift that's happening, why you're taking this time out right now is that so at the back end of the year, end of September through to the second week of January of 2020 is about feeling comfortable to put on this kind of golden cloak that they're showing me, me and that so that you feel like you're in charge of wearing the golden cloak but you also know that, um, that it's on your terms but you also feel like you can embody it they're, they're talking about mm -hmm. embodiment like this is a time of true embodiment of and discovery of who you are what you're about and what really the soul calling is does that make sense yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's it's interesting and the um um and there's there does feel like there's a shift of um where you live i you know where you live and where you're based is is going to keep getting louder and louder and louder um where do i want to live where do i want to be what does my living space look like what does what does how can my exterior world match what i'm being called to do in the interior mm. girl <laughs> <laughs> She's just giggling away at the end. Really? And also, um, are you writing a book? Because they keep wanting to, for me to talk about the book. Mm. They're just talking about, how do I want to describe this? Um, write the book your way. There's an expectation that there's how the book should be formulated or how a book should flow. And it's about how can I make this book flow in the way that I want this book to flow for me? Because if it flows right for me, it then will flow right to the reader, the outside world, the publisher, etc. But it's about not feeling the expectation of what people think this book should be versus what you want it to be. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important for me to hear, Natalie. Thank you. You're very welcome. But yeah, this is a real big, you're on a real big upgrade transformation shift time. I know we're all going through this kind of intense upgrade energy. It's really intense. <laughs> <laughs> and the message I get, and I know, I don't know if you guys, have, you've been receiving this as well, but it just feels like what we're learning now is just being consolidated. There's another shift of energy kind of 
end of September to the second week of October. That's how I keep being shown it. And it's like what we're learning now kind of gets compounded and set. Not, I don't want to say set in stone, but there's more like a coming together energy of what this looks like around that time. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. But they're just saying keep trusting and embody wearing the golden cloak. They just keep showing me this beautiful like floor length golden cloak that's kind of rich and it's got like a heavy velvet depth to it it's got like real depth like weight to it and they're just saying like Mm. Lindsay's in this process of embodying what it is to wear that cloak oh I love you and them (laughs) (laughs) thank you for your gift that is so beautiful and needed Oh, thank needed. you. Thank you. Thank you for um thank you for allowing me to share messages with you. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Where can people find you, Lindsay? Where's best to find out about Tarot for the World Soul and Soul Tarot Skull and Instagram? Where can people find you? So the best way to find me is my website, lindsaymack.com, which is getting a very big upgrade coming soon. I don't want to, there's going to be a lot more writing on there, a lot more tools for people, um, a lot more content kind of running through the site that hopefully can serve folks who may not want to sign up for anything, but do want to understand a little bit more. Um, My Instagram is wild soul healing. Uh, I definitely serve Instagram, but you really want to be connected with me my newsletter is a nice place to be um for like extra stuff but lindsaymack.com is the is the hub amazing 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 thank you for sharing all your wisdom and all your knowledge it's been such an honor to chat with you today likewise and thank you for everything just this was beautiful thank you thank you 